0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hi, this is Paul Lazarus. In the 1980s, I produced and hosted a radio series called Anything Goes, a celebration of the American musical theater. Now the Broadway Podcast Network is bringing back these shows. In 1983, the late great writer Joseph Stein spoke with me in my living room in New York. Later, I was incredibly lucky to work with Stein on a production of The Baker's Wife based on the 1938 film. Stein collaborated with Steven Schwartz on that show, which is discussed on episode three of Anything Goes.
1: This is Anything Goes, a celebration of the American musical theater, past, present, and future. I'm your host, Paul Lazarus. Today, my guest is playwright Joseph Stein, who for the past 30 years has written the books for some of Broadway's best-loved musicals, including Plain and Fancy, Take Me Along, Zorba, and most notably, Fiddler on the Roof. Today
2: I am a horse. Dear God, did you have to make my poor old horse lose his shoe just before the Sabbath? That wasn't nice. It's enough you pick on me, Tavia. Bless me with five daughters, a life of poverty. Well, if you got against my horse. Sometimes I think when things are too quiet up there, you say to yourself, let's see. What kind of mischief can I play on my friend Tavia?
3: Uh, you're finally here, my breadwinner. Where's your horse?
2: He was invited to the blacksmiths for the Sabbath.
3: Well, hurry up, the sun won't wait
4: for you. I have something to say to you.
2: As oh, yes, a good book says, heal us, O Lord, and we shall be healed. In other words, send us
1: a cure, we've got the sickness already. Joseph Stein and his wife, actress Elisa Loti, performing the roles of Tevye and Golda in Fiddler on the Roof, the musical he wrote with songwriters Jerry Bach and Sheldon Harnick. Stein has distinguished himself in the very elusive craft of musical book writing. Can you pinpoint what general things attract you to a project? There are a number
2: of things that I look for. Uh, Because it's a musical, it has to have a certain different kind of size and different kind of tempo. I mean, you know, in real life, people don't sing to each other. So when the music starts, I think an audience expects uh, a, a different rhythm than, than, say, in a play. Um, so what I look for, first of all, is, is a character or, or a group of characters who are outsized, who are slightly larger than life. In other words, a, a character who has the right to sing, in mm-hmm. a sense. And secondly, I personally look for a kind of community that's intriguing, uh, an area that is special, that is different. The kind of thing that always attracts me is, uh, is a community of rather basic people, people with, with strong, open emotions, rather than a sophisticated kind of community.
1: In Plain and Fancy, the 1955 show with a score by Albert Haig and Arnold Horwood, Joseph Stein put the Amish people of Pennsylvania on the musical stage for the first time. He and co-writer Will Glickman spent a great deal of time researching Amish traditions. The
2: thing that's interesting about research, which I learned from that, is you do as much as you can, and then you have to forget or put aside a lot of it, because my original first draft of plan and Fancy was full of lots of information about the Amish, lots of it. And it was almost like a sociological tract. And uh, and in the rewriting we you know we combed away much of that and just had the essence of the of the amish experience
5: live for plain see, it's good for people to live plain Look on us And call us strange But cheat we don't And steal we don't And wars we don't arrange Play we
2: Play the Fancy was a very joyous experience because <clears throat> we really had no trouble at all. I mean, we wrote this, the, the show. Uh, after a while, we went into rehearsal. We made very few changes. It went on the stage in Philadelphia, as I remember it. It was quite successful. Out of town, it was very successful. <clears throat> and I remember saying to myself, what's all the, all the fuss about, about, you know, there's no problems at all. It's easy <laughs> as pie. You know, you just write it and they do it. It's the last time I had that experience. <laughs> the first time and the very last time I had the experience where was, it, we had an absolutely no trouble show.
3: This is all very new. You to me and I'm knocking on wood what to do what to say how to make it go on this way wish that I understood cause it feels
5: all so
1: good. After Plain and Fancy came Mr. Wonderful, which Stein wrote as a vehicle for Sammy Davis Jr.
2: things I'm proud of about that show was that it's the first time in a Broadway musical, and maybe in a Broadway play, where we had a black and a white performer who were supposed to be very close friends, and we never referred to their color at all. I think it was Jack Carter who played his, his best friend, his mentor, his agent, whatever, and they were real buddies, and we never mentioned the fact that one of them was black, and one of them was white.
4: Without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I'm nowhere. Without you, my life is stormy. Hello, pal, I've got no doubt. Without you here fighting for me, they're gonna count me out. Without you, all my kicks are gone Say, without you, man, I can't go on The moon won't shine And the day won't dawn Without, without
1: her Without you, The musical you. Juno, which Stein wrote with composer Mark Blitzstein, lasted only two weeks on Broadway. It was based on the play Juno and the Peacock by Sean O'Casey, whom Stein greatly admires.
2: O'Casey sent me a letter uh, when he read my libretto, in which he said I was overwhelmingly pleased. He said uh, he li- liked it very much, and he says he can't tell which is my work and which is his, which, you know, I thought was the highest compliment I could get. But in a curious way, it was, you know, I, you know, I felt great hearing that from, from O'Casey, but that was a mistake we made. We were uh-huh. trying so hard to be faithful to the play that we forgot we were, doing, we were working in a different medium.
6: Is in a state of chassis. Chassis? Oh, that's a darling word, Captain. A darling word. Aye, the whole world is in a terrible state of chassis. The whole world. And also Ireland. I have a big mind, Captain, and a tongue to match. Hmm? Aye, that I have. Who is the man with the silver dripping off his tongue? Silver dripping off his tongue? Name the man. That I can. I am the man, but it's purest gold from off me tongue. Here's to you, Captain, you're a darling man. You're damn right. Where is the one with the mighty arm for old and young? Mighty arm for old and young? Name the one. I'll be happy to. Me with me arm and me mighty heart and brassy long. Ah, you're a darling man, a darling man. Ah, that's what I'm telling you. Never lets down a butty. Not in his time of what? Walking so slow and gutty, does me butty, show a strutty front. And who, when he's talking, can spit a jet of vinegar? Spit a jet of name, the man? Now wait, that's another type entirely. Tis a different man entirely. You're a darling man, a kindly man. You're a darling, darlin' man. Fight
1: for me another Stein adaptation, this time of Eugene O'Neill's Ah Wilderness, met with greater success. It was Take Me Along with songs by Robert Merrill.
2: There we went quite far from the original play. We were smart, at least yes, I Having I learned think from Juno. <laughs> lear- I'd learned from Juno that I am not writing another version of O'Neill's play. So I reconstructed the, the, the story in terms of how would I tell it in musical terms. So, it, was, it, so it, it followed a different kind of form. It was much more open. We used much more of the community. As a matter of fact, of course, the art wilderness doesn't use the community directly at all. Mm-hmm. And also I heightened some of, one or two of the characters that were uh, somewhat secondary in the play. I made them primary because they were much more musical characters, like the uncle, who was played by Jackie Gleason.
5: Take me along if you love me take me along if you love me take me along with you i love you baby dear and you know i always will my, my heart, heart will ride high and glorious far, far above the throng if you, you will take me along with you take me along if you love me take me along if you love me take Take me me along with you i love your little beauty but the navy is my duty my My lips lips will sing something something jubilant sweet and clear and strong if you will take me
3: along with you swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check
1: This is Anything Goes with Paul Lazarus. My guest is Joseph Stein, who in the 1960s wrote the librettos for the hit musicals Fiddler on the Roof and Zorba.
2: There are certain kind of essentials in the writing of a libretto to me, I think. First of all the the relationships have to be sharp and and clear. Uh, The subtleties are very hard to get in a musical. Also, I think that that the the dialogue has to have a, a sense of economy a great deal, without making it feel abbreviated. I mean, people in a play can meet and fall in love over a, you know, an eight minute scene, and it has to be done in 45 seconds, maybe in a musical, and still not feel like it's brief. It has to feel true.
3: Listen, Perchick.
7: Do you think so?
3: Although I don't know if the rabbi would agree with your interpretation.
7: And neither, I suppose, would the rabbi's son.
3: My little sisters have big tongues.
7: And what do you know about him except that he is the rabbi's son? Would you be interested in him if he were the shoemaker's son or the tinsmith's son?
3: At least I know this. He does not have any strange ideas about turning the world upside down.
7: Certainly. Any new idea would be strange to you. Remember, the Lord said, let there be light.
3: Yes, but he was not talking to you personally. Good day.
7: You have spirit. Even a little intelligence, perhaps.
3: Thank you. But
7: what good is your brain? Without curiosity, it is a rusty tool. Good day, Huddle. We
3: have an old custom here. A boy acts respectfully to a girl. But, of course, that is too traditional for an advanced thinker like you.
7: Our traditions. Nothing must change. Everything is perfect exactly the way it is.
3: We like our ways. Our
7: ways are changing all over but here. Here, men and women must keep apart. Men study, women in the kitchen. Boys and girls must not touch, should not even look at each other.
3: I am looking at you.
7: You are very brave. Do you know that in the city, boys and girls can be affectionate without permission of a matchmaker? They hold hands together. They even dance together. New dances like this. I learned it in Kiev. Do you like it?
3: It's very nice.
7: There. We've just changed an old custom.
3: Yes. Well, you're welcome. Uh, I mean, thank you. I mean, good day.
1: Good day. Jeff Keller and Vicky Rowett in a scene from Fiddler on the Roof, written by Joseph Stein. This legendary show with songs by Bach and Harnick grew out of an idea Stein had in the early 60s.
2: At that time, my father was living with me, my mother having recently died, and he was telling me stories about the old country. I hadn't thought of it as a musical, but the thing is, I was terribly intrigued by some of the stories he was telling me, and it, you know it sounded fascinating. At some point, someone, I don't remember who, suggested a novel by Shalom Aleichem,
1: Remembering Aleichem's Tevye stories from his own childhood, Stein interested director Jerome Robbins in them as the basis for a musical.
2: We had long discussions with Jerry Robbins in, uh, in the pre-production period about everything in this show, and uh, uh, one of the things that he, that we all talked about was, you know, what does what is the show saying? What is it about? And we said, you know, it was a breakdown of the community and so on. and gradually, the word tradition started coming into our conversation more and more, where you know the tradition gets broken and so on. So, out of that came the idea of starting with the fact that this is a community that's totally based on tradition.
4: A fiddler on the roof sounds crazy, no? But in our little village of Anatevka, you might say. Every one of us is a fiddler on a roof, trying to scratch out a pleasant, simple tune without breaking his neck. It isn't easy. You may ask, why do we stay up there if it's so dangerous? We stay because Anatevka is our home. And how do we keep our balance? That I can tell you in one word, tradition. Tradition,
5: tradition! Tradition! Tradition, tradition! Tradition!
4: Because of our traditions, we've kept our balance for many years. Here in Anatevka, we have our traditions for everything. How to eat, how to sleep, how to work, even how to wear clothes. For instance, we always keep our heads covered, and we wear these little prayer shawls. This shows our constant devotion to God. You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know, but it's a tradition. Because of our traditions, Everyone here knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Whole day and night must for a living Feed a wife and children
1: Shalom Aleichem's Tales of Tevye, the Milkman, introduced vivid characters, but didn't involve them in a story that would be dramatically satisfying.
2: Each of these were interesting little anecdotes, really. Uh, and what needed to be done is a, is to have not only a total story, but a total story with a point of view. And the, the, the sense of the breakdown of the community uh, was something that we devised as the, uh, the leitmotif of the whole yeah. thing. Mm. So that each of these stories represented another, another crack in that, com- in that uh, small, ethnic, tight community.
4: Goldie, I've decided to give Perchick permission to become engaged to our daughter, Huddle.
3: What? He's poor. He has nothing. Absolutely nothing.
4: He's a good man, Goldie. I like him. And what's more important, Huddle likes him. Huddle loves him. So what can we do? It's a new world. A new world. Love. Goldie do you love me
3: do i what
4: do you love me
3: do i love you with our daughters getting married and this trouble in the town you're upset you're worn out go inside go lie down maybe it's indigestion
4: Goldie, I'm asking you a question. Do you love me?
3: You're a fool.
4: I know. But do you love me?
3: Do I love you? Well, for 25 years.
2: I've often told the story about the Japanese reaction to this uh, play. You know, it's been very successful in J- Japan. When I first got there, before it opened, the producer, the Japanese producer, said, do they understand this show in America? And I was startled by the question. I said, why? I wrote it for America. He says, I said, well, why do you ask? He says, because it's so Japanese. And, you know, and I, I said, in what ways are Japanese? He says, well, we also, our traditions are being broken up. He says, we we have terrible trouble with our children you know who want to go in a different direction than us and to him it felt like a japanese story mm. so i guess it has that kind of universality
4: is this the little girl i carried is this the little boy at play
3: i don't remember
4: When did she get to be a beauty? When did he grow to be this tall?
3: Wasn't it yesterday when they were small?
5: Sunrise, sunset Sunrise, sunset Swift leaves blow the days.
4: Seedlings turn overnight to sunflowers. Blossom even as we gaze.
1: Something you do better than anybody I can think of is your ability to introduce the quote unquote central character like like Anthony Quinn and Zorba, and immediately established their presence, their humor, mm-hmm. and their richness in in the opening scene i mean I, I can't think of anyone else who does that better. What is your secret of that I mean because i don't
2: know that it's a secret, but it's, it's something I do concentrate on i do yeah. I do feel that that I want the audience to know the person I'm, that they are going to be with in the next two and a half hours as quickly as possible and as well as possible. And I give mm-hmm. as much thought to that opening scene as to anything else in the play mm-hmm. about getting that character established well, hopefully with humor and his relationship to somebody else and to the rest of the play. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's, I, I mean, I, I, I think that the, the opening scene of Zorba's. I mean, without it, we would, we'd be in terrible trouble <laughs> because that's what we, you know, that's what the show is about. Uh, those books, this luggage, it's yours, no? Yes. Why? You're traveling? Where to? I'm going to Crete. Why do you ask? Taking me with you? I don't understand. Do you know me? Not yet, but I would like to. Why not? I have nothing against you. And you approach
7: a complete stranger and say, take me with you? I don't understand.
2: I don't understand. I don't understand. We are strangers because we don't know each other. If I go with you, we will know each other. We will stop being strangers. That makes a crazy kind of logic, I suppose, but it's not... Logic. You know what logic is. Logic is a woman's backside. Ask me to sit down. It is not good for one man to look up to another man. Sit down. Thanks for asking. <sighs> Tell me, uh, what kind of work do you do? All kinds, with feet, hands, head. Waiter, two rums. You were going to ask me to have a drink with you, no? If you say so. Thanks for asking. You say you do all kinds of work. Can you... Yes. Whoop- I haven't asked you what yet. Not necessary. I told you I do all kinds of work. Anything I know how to do, I do perfect. Anything I don't know how to do, I do very good. Where are you coming from?
7: Well, I've just been in Berlin. And before that, Budapest. Not simple, peaceful places, I think. And before that, Athens. I left here three years ago in 1921, the end of 21.
2: And now you're going to Crete. Why Crete? Well, there's an old abandoned mine there. It belonged to a relative. A mine? I worked as a miner. That I do perfect. Hey, why do you need so many books? For pleasure, for work. For work? I was a teacher at the University of Athens. A teacher? And now you want to make your fortune from an old mine? That's not easy. When a mine is abandoned, it's not filled to the brim with money. I know that, but
7: that's not my only reason for going.
2: No? You got a woman there?
7: There are other reasons for going places. It's possible. For instance... Well, sometimes you go someplace to get away from someplace else. Aha! You're running away from a woman. There are
2: other things in this world besides women. But not so important. Maybe not. Maybe, my friend, there are only two things that make a man a man. What's in his heart and what's in his pants. And what's in his head? Comes straight from the heart and the pants. Well, what do you say? Are you taking me with you? Well... Ah, you carry a pair of scales in your head, don't you? You weigh everything to the nearest gram. I know your trouble. You want to know what I think? Not especially. I'll tell you. You think too much. I believe in grabbing at life. Every minute is a new minute. Every second a new second. It never happened before.
5: <laughs> I hear a bouzouki. And, uh,
1: oh. <laughs>
5: you can't imagine how often I've heard a buzuki, but each time. I hear the first time I sniff at a woman. You can't imagine how often I sniffed at a woman, but each time is the first time. I pound on a table. I leap on a chair. I crawl up a mountain to breathe in the air. By now i stop counting how often I've been there. But it's time is the first time.
1: What keeps you writing for the theater?
2: Well, I love it. For one thing, I really love it. I mean, what else, what else can I do that can make me happier? I enjoy the theater, I enjoy the collaboration, I like the people I work with, and uh, it's fun. And now I am luckily in a position where I can pick and choose. I don't have to you know, do something be- that I'm not crazy about just because, you know, to- because I have to make a living. So uh, you know, I have the best of all possible worlds.
0: you've been listening to the words of celebrated theater book writer joseph stein sound mixing by david rapkin associate producer jeff london anything goes backstage with broadway's best is produced and hosted by paul lazarus For more information and bonus materials, visit AnythingGoesPL.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us. Thanks for listening.